You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. Welcome to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. I'm so glad you joined me today. And we're talking about the good fight of faith. And in my mind, there is no better lesson on faith than the one that Jesus gave to his disciples in the Gospel of Mark, the 11th chapter. So let's take a look at it. We covered it last week, but we're going to hit it from a little different angle this week. Mark's Gospel, chapter 11, and verse 12. Now the next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Now the scripture makes it clear it would have been unusual for this fig tree to have figs. It wasn't the season for figs, not yet. But Jesus cursed it anyway, and he did it on purpose in earshot of his disciples because he knew what would happen, and he wanted to use this occasion to teach them a message about faith. This is a lesson, this whole thing. So we skip into verse 20. And in the morning, it says, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. And that's a good translation. I think it might be a little more clear if we uh, look at uh, the margin, which says, have the faith of God, because our faith doesn't come from us. It is on loan to us from the Lord. Uh, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, is what Hebrews 12 2 says. So you and I are using God's faith, and that's what Jesus is telling us. Use the faith of God, and this is how the faith of God works. So you and I are not coming up with this on our own. We're merely following in his steps, using faith the way that he uses faith. Now, I love Mark eleven twenty three, And the reason I love Mark eleven twenty three is it brought me one of my greatest faith victories of all time. It saved the life of my daughter. And I won't repeat the story here, but suffice it to say that uh, my daughter had a terrible blood clot on her brain. She was very near death. She did not die. She was healed. Uh, The doctors were able to evacuate the blood clot, but nothing happened to her. There were no complications. They were able to do it in record time. The doctors marveled that she was conscious up until the time of the surgery. Uh, We had the, the blessing of God on the whole experience. But it was because I knew how to stand on God's Word. So let's look at it in Mark 11, 24, or 23 rather. And uh, I'm going to read this time from the King James Version. There there are elements of it that I think make it a little bit more clear. Uh, Jesus said, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, 
be removed and be thou cast into the sea. Now that is the release of faith. Uh, in other words, that's the first step in a faith process. He spoke to a mountain, or we speak to a mountain. We speak to what it is that needs to be changed. That's the first step in a faith process. So you need to understand the three phases. There is the release of faith. It's what God did in Genesis 1 when he said, let there be light. He released his faith. Now because God operates perfectly in faith, there is no question, no hesitation, no doubt in God whatsoever, nor was there in Jesus. So it should be no mystery to us that many of their faith demonstrations were instant. Ours are not always instant. And in consideration of that, Jesus gives us this passage of Scripture because there will be many times that we release faith without seeing an instant manifestation or an instant miracle. And that's what this verse speaks to. So let's keep reading. There's more. He said, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea. That's the release. Now here we go to phase two of the process. He shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass. That is stage two, which is the fight of faith. When he says you don't doubt in your heart, Doubt implies the presence of an enemy. It implies the presence of an opponent. That is the fight of faith right there. You see it in the middle of Mark eleven twenty three. 23. So we are not giving our minds nor our tongues to doubt. That's what the fight of faith is all about. I'm not fighting to defeat the devil. I am fighting to hold on to my faith. I am fighting to hold on to the thing that I want. I am laying hold of it. And I am fighting with my words and with the belief in my heart. But I want you to notice what Jesus emphasizes in this verse. And I'm going to count them. Let's say it again. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatever he says. Three times Jesus mentions the word saying. Only one time does he talk about believing, which means that you and I will have to stay more focused on saying what we believe than trying to think about believing itself. How do you know when you're believing anyway? You measure whether or not you're believing by what comes out of your mouth. Now listen to Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if your heart is full of faith, you will speak faith. If your heart is full of unbelief, you will speak unbelief unbelief. If your heart is full of doubt, you will speak and declare those doubts. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So he's saying, mind your mouth. You want to win the fight of faith? Yes. Then watch what you say. And this is over a period of time. Look at this. He said, he shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass. That means they don't happen 
immediately, but we believe they will come to pass. Then we'll have whatever we say. That's how faith operates most of the time for us. Now, this scripture has nothing to say about prayer. This is not a prayer scripture. Uh, this great battle I told you about when my oldest daughter was nine years old and fell and had a blood clot develop on her brain, I never prayed. And uh, it wasn't that I didn't use my faith, but I needed something to do during this battle. It would have been miserable for me to try to fight this battle with a prayer at the beginning and then uh, just maybe simply offering praise in the interim. Now, don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with praying in the beginning and offering praise in the interim. But I needed something that would occupy my mind. And that's why God used this verse. Holy Spirit gave me this verse. I'd learned it 20 years before, but he'd never quickened this verse to me. I'd never thought about this verse in any battle I'd ever had to fight. But here, when my daughter developed this blood clot, it was what the Holy Spirit brought to me. And so I spoke the word of God for like two days solid. I said it over and over and over and over again. Jesus said unto this mountain, uh, Jesus said, if you say unto this mountain, be removed, be cast to the sea, and shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe those things you say will come to pass, you'll have whatever you say. Therefore I say my daughter will live and not die. I say they'll evacuate the blood clot from her brain. I say there will be no side effects. There will be no harm. I say we'll go home from the hospital early, and she will be completely normal. Because Jesus said, if you say unto this mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea, shall not doubt in your heart, but shall believe those things you say will come to pass, you'll have whatever you say. Now, i got to tell you, I didn't say that out loud. I didn't say it for everybody to hear. I didn't say it for all the people around me because the frequency with which I said that would have been alarming to some people. I didn't want to alarm people. I didn't want to alarm my wife. I was in a serious battle. I didn't want her to know that. I didn't want her to feel the things that I was being tempted by, lest it trouble her. Later on, she said, I, I didn't think this was that big a deal because you were so positive. She didn't know the depth of the battle that I was fighting. She didn't fully see it while it was happening. Only later did I tell her how those negative thoughts were coming at me like a machine gun, throwing bullets into my brain as fast as uh, the devil could shoot them. But I overcame them all because I responded to every negative thought, every doubt. And let me tell you this about doubt. Doubt starts at your brain. Satan shoots them at your brain. But you can keep them from getting to your heart because they got to ride an elevator down. And here's the elevator right here. It goes from brain to mouth to heart. I never let the doubts, not one time, never let a doubt come into my mouth. I never spoke a word of doubt the whole time of the battle. Wouldn't let it happen. I was fighting to hold the word. And that's how we win battles of faith. We fight and we speak with a good confession. And remember the word confession means same word. We're saying the same thing that God says. You win when you do that. Well, that's all the time I have for today, but we'll pick up here tomorrow. I'll see you then. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.